This is the Footy Couple Podcast. Soap is a bit mad still, people. Obviously, the end of the round is done, and we've obviously, if you've watched footy, you would know the results. Port getting a win Friday night, which feels like a long time ago now, and then Rose just losing in the last minute by one point. Would you like to talk about it now, or do you want to talk about it a little later? I'll keep our rant for later. Okay. I'll begin with Port first, that way that's done, and then, yeah, okay. then we can focus on the Crows. If anyone has been following the socials, did the live reaction of the whole game of Port Adelaide St Kilda, did highlights of it, so people who think that it's staged, it actually was, and I didn't watch the whole game. I might have gone over the top with my reactions, though. But you be the judge. And also, on a note, he does actually, you do talk to yourself literally the whole game. I do. You have conversations with yourself, so that well, part was not also staged. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's okay. It's kind of true, actually. It is true. I'm, I'm not crazy. I hear you from the other room. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not crazy, people. <laughs> anyway, I'll go to the game. So, first quarter, St Kilda dominated. They actually looked pretty good. Port were just a bit ordinary. And then, second quarter, they just clicked after quarter time. They played quite well. They're able to get on their terms. They dominate the midfield. They looked a lot faster, which was really good. They had a bit of speed. I think Rosie and Butters, they're quite fast. Horn France was actually really good too. Got six clearances first quarter, so he did quite well. And we were just able to get on top of the game. I thought our kicking could have been a bit better in the second quarter especially, but then second half they did pretty well. Then the game just went a bit topsy-turvy in the second half. It was high intensity. Both teams just went at it. And I think at the end of the day, I think I spoke to you about it and obviously mm. everyone else. I think St Kilda probably let themselves down a little bit with their disposal in the last quarter. Probably could have won it. I'm just glad that Port were able to get the victory in a, in a tight one. So that's all i really got to say. I'll go into the awards. So we'll start with the Tarp Award, which is the worst moment of the game. The one I gave to was, once again, another 50-meter penalty I've given to. It was a Dan Houston 50-meter penalty. He sort of pointed. He sort of went like this kind of thing and then gave the 50, which I think resulted in a score. So really should be doing that. You should know that with umpires. You give them anything, any little movement, they will give it. So just got to be mindful of that for next time. Best moment, I had to give it. So it was a couple options. Um, there was a Rioli goal he kicked, though he sold a bit of candy, which was pretty impressive. But I actually gave it to the Dixon Smother in the last quarter. They actually resulted in a Pal Pepper goal, which was so important to the game. And I thought that was really good stuff there. So... I gave that as the Robbie Gray moment for a last quarter special there. I'll go to the pair award, the votes. So one vote I gave to Zach Butters. I thought he was great once again, as I was saying before, like his speed around midfield, he, you could just see it. He was just attacking the footy every time, which it's always great to see a player do that. I thought he was really good in the midfield. Two votes I gave to Jason Horn francis He was probably one of his best games, I think, this year. He had six clearances in the first quarter. The only reason why I didn't give him the three votes was his disposal could have been better. Is He was too much spearing the kick in 50, where he could have just lobbed it up for the, the key forwards just to run and jump at it. But other than that, he was actually really good thought I was impressed with his game. Three votes. I gave to Travis Boak. Just played brilliant. 30 touches. And there was a stat that um, he is, the I think, the fifth player to have 30 or more disposals in 30 games, being over 30, which was quite impressive. But I thought, since he was very clean of the ball, and every time he had the ball, he was able to shrug away, able to get clear. Just showed his leadership as he does, so I was very impressed with his game. So good to see him get onto the votes. I didn't think he would actually get a best on ground ever again, but he did for me. So well done to you, Travis. And that's Pretty much it for me. If 
for Port Adelaide. Happy with the win, and we'll move on from that, and we'll hand you over to Soph, because I think you've got a few things to say about the Crows-Collingwood game. Okay, I'm just going to get the notes up on my phone. Yeah, you do that, and while you're doing that, I will say they were, if it wasn't for poor kicking, they would have won that quite comfortably. Yeah, I have lots to say. Firstly, I was very angry, as you know, because I was sending you messages. I was very angry and frustrated. Probably worse than I was from the first round. Really? And you were? I was so angry. The only thing that kept my anger in was the fact that I was in public, and even then, I was walking around with my arms crossed and looking pretty grumpy. And look, even the next day, even the next day when I woke up and I was driving to work, I was fuming and I was thinking about things in my head and I just like, usually I get over it pretty soon, but I'm still frustrated. Now, the reason why I'm very frustrated, a little bit better now, was because I feel like, as you just said, they had that game, but they shot themselves in the foot. They were, I can't fault their intensity. I can't fault their effort. They just couldn't kick. Obviously their goal kicking was horrendous. And even their field kicking was average. There was bad decisions going forward. Oh, it was just so frustrating. And like being there, everyone was like frustrated. Mm. You could feel the anger. Yeah, it was Mm. in the ground. And you can't help but think that there was that frustration. And we just knew that Collingwood, like they're good. Can't miss (laughs) and not get paid for by them, you know? And you could feel that you just knew. It's almost like if we knew and that that was the feeling around the ground, the frustration and just knowing, it's like, how are the players feeling? Yeah. You know, like you've given them an opportunity. And Collingwood know that they can get back and they can win from behind so in their mind thinking oh like crows lose crows can't kick they've missed so many opportunities like we've got a chance here you know well they did that literally the week before they were 28 yeah. points down against Essendon yeah. for equal quarter time and yeah. came back so obviously that's that belief you yeah can still do it yeah oh, just on a side note just to paint the picture for people who didn't watch the game i.e me the, the i guess the the behinds they kicked were they more gettable ones or were there like some tough ones in there as well oh there were some tough ones in there you know kicking from you know fifth from the 50 set shots i will say one of, say one of rankin's ones no and, but there yeah, was some that, that were gettable there yeah. was some that were gettable but it wasn't just that it was like the kicking into the 50 mm-hmm. it was that it wasn't just literally goal kicking it was that there was some gettable some not so gettable but again okay. still the people that were kicking it weren't exactly bad no goal kickers like they weren't like well, they were well, I looked at the people. Riley Ryan going for goals. Well, I looked at all the people that kicked the behinds. So Shelley kicked four behinds. So yeah. He's normally a good kick. Yeah. You got Rankin to kick the couple. Normally a good kick in front of goal. You have yeah. Tex kick a couple of points yeah. as well. Normally a good yeah. kick. So it's just one of those things. Yeah. You just have an off day. Unfortunately, you would have liked to only have one of them have an off day, not three or four of your best kicks yeah. for goal having off. I think night. yeah, but I think what's really like frustrating is yeah, like I said they should have won it, but the fact that. Well, the games that they have lost, Judas and Richmond, that was when they were also kicking shit. So it's like, what's going through them? Like, I get, I get that they're young, but it's like, you know, it's almost like when they have a shit, it's just like everyone. But also, like, no one wanted to kick for goal at one point. Everyone's kind of trying to hamble around to someone else to find a free player. Like, no one wanted to go for goal because no one wanted to miss. I think no one wanted to take responsibility yeah, for it. Because, because they were missing mm. so much. It was just like a shambles. I feel like some teams have a shit quarter of kicking, you know, and they can turn it around. But it's like the whole game is like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's frustrating watching them when they can't kick because like I was speaking to some other people the other day I was like no offense to obviously players but like all they do all day every day is kick a bloody football and they can't it's their job to kick Mm. the football and they can't and okay yes there's pressure but I mean you train under pressure you you know you've been playing football your whole life you've been playing you know the pressure like I don't know I don't know there's probably a few factors players don't 
train enough of goal kicking as they used to, like in the back of the oh, old well, days. Oh, well, if you ask and Nick's, apparently they are. Well, I don't it, think they are. I think show. I could do better half the time. I think it's hard to, like, you know, incorporate that that pressure into training. You can only learn that in the game. But I believe that a lot of teams don't practice as much as they should. They should be practicing night before, like the end of the training session, kick. Try and kick like 100 goals or something like that before you finish up. Something like that. Yeah, but you know what? They probably can do that. It's the pressure. It's the psychological fact that they were missing. We've played sport. I played basketball and netball. And I know when you have a game when you're missing, it literally sneaks into your mind. Like, oh, I hope I get this one. Or I better get this one. Or I've missed so many. Hopefully it's this one. Well, it's and a, you start to get frustrated and, yeah. Well, it's a mental thing with yeah. these players. But that's just something you've got to learn or, or be coached of how to, like, get those demons out of your head. And it. Obviously, there's been a lot of great players who have had issues like that. Yeah. It's just about learning that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, around the ground, like, watching the game, we got smashing clearances. Okay, we won inside 50s, even though Riley O'Brien was the ruck, only real ruckman for the whole game. Anyway, that's another story. In terms of our defence, I feel like they were actually pretty good. They weren't the fault. Mari was good. Michael Laney was really good. He didn't really lose many one-on-ones. He did really well. I think Dodie had a good game, mm-hmm. except for one moment, chat about. But... Was okay, except he can't kick. So I feel like, yeah, I think the fence was okay. I think where it broke down was the forward line. That's where it stuffed up because of the kicking. Missing set shots doesn't help, but like I said, the kicking to the 50. Walker and Fogg were shit. Rankin wasn't very good either. <laughs> Neither was Rochelle. The only really two people that at least tried were still for. I mean, they did try, I shouldn't say that. That did okay was Pedler and Thilthorpe. But then again, Pedler also missed and stuffed it up. Thilthorpe had some good marks, so that was good. And obviously, Laird and Dawson were still good. I don't know what to expect next week now. It's not an easy one. Yeah, I think that was a game that we had to win. We didn't have to win, but I mean, that was an important game that we lost, had and lost because of our tough run coming up. And that's what's mm. more frustrating is that, yeah, they had it and it's gone. Even like Dawson had some shocking kicks. Like, Dawson is an elite kick, and even he freaking kicks some floaters around the place. Not everyone has a perfect game every round, unfortunately. No, well, that was, I don't know what the hell that ball, I think that ball. But to be fair, as well, and this is not me defending the Crows or anything like that, or defending that, you got to remember, it wasn't great conditions either. It was pretty wet yes, the but whole game. Yes, I know. So, but Collingwood had no issues kicking for goal, did they? They converted their opportunities. I think, they kicked, I think they kicked more points than goals still, but not as bad as the yeah, Crows. Yeah, not as bad, but they, they converted their opportunities. Yeah. I can feel for the midfield and the fence for the Crows, because when you keep missing all that, it's so yeah, deflating yeah. as well. You're probably thinking as a midfield, like, what else can we do here? We're getting it to Well, you. yeah, but hardly. You weren't kicking that well to them. Oh, like, what else can we do? <laughs> like, even defend is like, oh, we're defending as well. Why can't you kick the score for us? What else can we do? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a really annoying game, I must say. Like, they have come far. Yes, I can see that. Anyway, you're frustrated. You're frustrated for them. I don't know. It was just like, I even like last week I said, as long as it's competitive, I'm happy. But just the fact that they hadn't lost it, that's what's annoying. That's all I have to say about. And also, I'm sick of all the Collingwood people complaining. Firstly, about the five-day break and the fact they had to come travel over. Oh, we were so tired. And also, the umpiring. (laughs) Because, okay, yes, the umpires did admit that that was a bad call. And yes, we did, Crows did win the free kicks by a mile. But take a chill pill. You won the game. Move on. Don't worry about that. You literally didn't. You still won. Umpires are shit. We know that. They're inconsistent. They uh, do some interesting calls. So yeah. that have lost games for teams. So I don't know why they got, you know, why that was a big deal. And obviously when Crows played Carlton, they had a little break. They didn't have much of a break either. Well, every club goes through it. They get like short breaks or they have They're to travel. They're athletes. You're meant to. It's part of your job. Excuse me. 
And there's, Collingwood hardly ever travel anyway. Excuse me, there's other sports that play two or three matches a week, so really. Should I give go through everything? Go for it. Worst moment, the Charnay Award. This was, oh. Well, I'm curious about what you're giving this to. My dad and I were furious. Angry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wrong time, too. Third quarter. Duday got tackled in the 50 hole ball. And he was just like, like walking with the ball. And then he got tackled. It's like, do you not know that there's pressure coming? And they then kicked a goal. So that was annoying because he has no awareness there whatsoever. But it was probably his only bad moment. Best moment, this was the best. The best moment was also in the third quarter. Were you watching the third quarter? I was watching bits. Okay. So I might, third be, quarter, I might know which one. Sloan. Ah, uh, the tackle. Yeah. The tackle which, and the hole in the ball. Which I wasn't sure if that was on the ball. I don't know, the... but that was a good moment because Sloan, like we were missing lots there and I love Rory so much. He was just like, nah, took the tackle. That was a big tackle too, actually. And kicked the goal when no one else could kick it and he did it. So that was good. That was good. And the crowd, like the energy was like, yeah, Rory, like, you know, we love Rory sort of thing. Award. This was kind of semi-challenging, but I went... Oh, I didn't mention this player before, but now I am. So I gave one vote Chase Jones. I thought he was good. He's doing really well and developing well. I'm actually going to give him one vote. Two votes I gave Dude. I thought he was actually, he took a lot of, especially in the first quarter, especially in the second when we were dominating, but obviously didn't convert. Yeah. He was doing a lot of intercept marking down there. So I gave him two, minus obviously that bad moment. And then three votes I still gave to Dawson. Oh, he was still the best player. Even for his <laughs> occasional shocking kick. I still think he was, yeah, I still gave him three. So that's me. Do you feel better after that? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so what do you need to get it out? You know, and when you're angry and everyone's just like to you, oh, this is the most frustrating thing. Being a footy fan is freaking hard sometimes, you know. I thought to myself on Sunday night, why do I have to follow footy? If I didn't follow footy, it would be, everything would be okay. <laughs> I wouldn't get angry. I wouldn't get upset. wouldn't get nervous. wouldn't get stressed. It'd be so much easier not caring about it anyway and then everyone's telling me don't worry they got so close it's just a game like i I do realize it's just a game and there's bigger things in life but at that moment in time it's like someone telling you when you're grumpy smile (laughs) or when you're worried like you said don't worry like i'm still angry i'm still i understand (laughs) that but that doesn't help my situation anyway that's true i just felt like i was a little kid again like honestly i just hate how footy affects your mood sometimes like even the fact mm. I woke up grumpy on Monday, like Monday morning is bad as it is, and I woke up hella grumpy because I just it all came back to me. Yeah, every footy fan can relate to this. Everyone's had their moments. Yeah, I I've mean, had mine, plenty of them. I mean, do you know what I was trying to do, like to not get angry when I was trying to sleep because it was going in my head. I was trying to think of like, imagine if it went well. Like, imagine if that last play, if if Rochelle was able to get it to walk and we kicked a goal, and I was just trying to picture that like good moment. Like, imagine if that happened. I was reimagining it and redoing it in my head. So Did no, that work? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously playing Geelong now. In Geelong. That's probably the hardest test at the moment. Um, so... As long as you do better than what Sydney did when they were over there, you'll be fine. We'll see what happens next week in see. the podcast. See how you go. So that's a Saturday game, so that'll be enjoyable. Yeah. And you have Essendon. We have Essendon Sunday afternoon. Which is no easy game. No, it's not. Even though Geelong did beat them quite easily. But Essendon, last time they played Oval, they did beat Melbourne pretty easily in the end too. So they'll that come with, very true. They'll come with confidence, so... They're going to be on their game, and this is the test for Port. They've got teams now they expected to beat, and sometimes when they're the favourites, they do tend to crumble under that pressure. So playing Essendon, then playing North Melbourne, then playing, well, we've got Melbourne, then Hawthorne, I think, as well. Games, uh, well, that, games they've got best. to win. Games they've got to win. 
This well, is... I'm pretty sure you're going to beat North Melbourne and Hawthorne. But that's what I'm saying. They've got to win them. If they don't... Mind you, Hawthorne have a crack, that's for sure. Oh, North Melbourne, on the other hand. No, but this week will be interesting because I will expect Essendon to come out firing. So it could be a good game to watch, possibly. Yeah, we'll wrap it up there. I think Sophie's feeling a little bit better, so I'm glad about that, at least. <laughs> we can move on. You don't have to think about footy. You can just worry about your day job for the rest of the week until it's Saturday. Then we'll see what happens then. Then I'll probably be grumpy again, or happy, or no emotion, because I've withdrawn from everything. If you've enjoyed this episode, um, please uh, give it a share to any of your family and friends, especially Crows fans who would love to hear people vent. This is the time. That wasn't a true vent. I mean... Probably if we didn't. had done this on like Sunday night, oh man. Oh, you'd have been very angry. Exactly. Uh, oh, no, man. you just sort of just said a few things, which was good. But anyway, in the meantime, we'll catch you next week and we'll see you then. Bye.